Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. going to talk about this week rich anything going on nothing much going on is there yellow army podcast welcome along people keep saying to me this week what are you going to talk about on this week's podcast that you'll have trouble filling it have you got some notes i have i've got a few notes yeah um just in case you're picking this up 10 years down the line and wondering what the context is it was the playoff final at ashton gate on sunday talkie equalized in the 94th minute through a player who we'll talk a bit about later on yeah uh, then it went all the way to a penalty shootout. Uh, Jake Andrews suffered what looked like a gunshot wound, basically. That's yeah. a horrendous injury. Yeah, stitches on the pitch. Oh, man. Um, and we were unsuccessful in a penalty shootout. Um, yeah. A couple of players missed. Matt Buse had his saved. And that was that. That was that. That and was that. that Much was... to talk about referee-wise. Yeah. Uh, in the days after that, we had a, a one a, one goals fan had a memorable encounter with Lucas Kovalan in Liddles, which was Did he? Um, yeah, all over Twitter. Very, very good bit of reading that. And then the retained list came out yesterday just to uh, cap the week. Yeah, so it's a, there's a lot to discuss. We have much, much to, discuss, to discuss, as they say. But first of all, um, you had a chat with Gary this morning. I did. It's, it's a call that I wasn't looking forward to, but um, we have to do these things. And uh, yeah, we, we, we had a 12 minute or so chat about uh, everything. Um, you're, you're professionals after all you've got to yeah, make these calls and, I, I felt, and I felt sorry coming. for Gary on, yeah. on, on Sunday when you know uh, the, the organisation in the press box was fine but the the idea that y- you you uh, need to be ready for a Zoom call with the manager after the game when we could hardly hear anything <laughs> because the Hartlepool fans were still singing and um, you know uh, they didn't really let us know what time it would be because that was all planned for after 90 minutes and not 120 in penalties. Yeah. Um, so it was a bit of a scramble to hear what Gary was saying. So it was nice to have a proper chat with him uh, this morning and just see what his thoughts were, sort of four or five days or whatever it is afterwards. Let's have a listen and then we'll be back with much more. Hi, Gary. Thank you for joining us. Um, it's been a tough week for everyone involved, especially yourselves and the players and the, and the club. Um, with three or four days since to, to, to think about it, how are you feeling about the game now? <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. the same as I felt on Sunday. I think that it's going to take a, a little while, but we still, you know, we we, we got to work, um, we got to plan um, the strategy for the next for next season, and we have to do that straight away. You know, I've had a meeting with George on our strategy. Me and Downsy went in on Tuesday. Um, me, Pete and Downsy have been together working out who we might lose, uh, who we can bring in um, and the list of names that we're going to chase yeah. if we lose any of our boys. And, yeah. uh, obviously, we know of one that's gone, <clears throat> that's Luca. Um, you know, obviously, that was, must have been on the go previous to the game. Um, and uh, Lucas, you know, probably would have decided to stay with us had we... Uh, Going into the league. Indeed, it's, it's difficult times, isn't it? I mean, every season you must have done this. How many, how many times the retained list and and trying to keep players while you're looking out for new players and trying to 
trying to talk yeah. to them. It's a, it's, a, it's a difficult time, especially after the after such disappointment. It is, but you still got to do your job properly, you know. And yeah. me, Pete, and Downsy, we've done it before. Um, you know, me and Pete more than most because we're older than Downsy. <laughs> yeah. But Downsy involved in it now, and and you know, you just got to go through the names that you identified during the season to say, you know, whatever happens at the end of the season, would he, might he be available, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and we got a, a good list of players. So we always recover. Yeah. You know, any yeah. player that we lose, it, we're like, we've lost uh, Lucas, but we'll find another goalie that's good. Yeah. Um, you know, and then we need to do the same if we lose any, any others. Obviously, we've released, um, I think, whatever it is, eight, ten players um, to I make think. room to make sure that we can keep improving um, and keep being more and more competitive every year. And that's tough, isn't it? Releasing players especially, and I keep on harping back to the game, I'm, this is the elephant in the room this week, uh, especially after the disappointment of, of that game, you know, to have those chats then. Yeah, it is. It always is. And, I mean, it's probably more so when you if you went up. Yeah, place, you're, yeah, you know you're probably mean, right. Because yeah. they've been a part of it. Yeah. But, um, the fact that, you know, that if there's anyone that you, you don't see as being like a regular first team player next season, then then you've got to move them on because you owe it to them, for them to find another club yeah. where they can play every week. And, and that's important. And that's the same as when we bring people in. You're hoping that they'll be, you know, getting themselves in, play well and stay in, whoever it is. Absolutely. You know, but we had a few that came in. Uh, didn't stay in and, and kept going back when the first team player was fit. If yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, we, we're trying to just improve the quality of the squad all round. And obviously, some of the lads um, have been injured in, in, in that group. Some are young lads, um, you know, that you've got to make a decision on because they need to start playing football. Um, you know, so there's lots of different reasons. Bill and Josh. Obviously, played a lot of games, and we thank them for that. But um, you know, we we need to step up and uh, and look for a new group that uh, can compete every week for a first team place. Yeah, I mean, football's cruel, isn't it, at times? And then it, when it is great, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly right. And as long as you get some of them great, brilliant yeah. seasons, then it, it keeps you going. Now. Obviously, you get the disappointments as well, but that's football. And, uh, you know, I will get over it, and I'll certainly be over it by the time we get uh, in the pre-season training on July the 19th. Um, I will do, because I know that whatever happens, our supporters and our media, God bless you, um, uh, you know, are behind us yeah. and are rooting for us. You know what I mean? Yes, we're all disappointed, but we're... We're all disappointed and frustrated and angry. Do you know what I mean? And we know that it could have been so different, but for you know the penalties and a couple of referees' decisions. The uh, I wrote a piece this week, basically about yeah we are disappointed yes, but but there is also a lot of pride about the way that the the club and the team and the fans have conducted themselves this season. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, we we are. We've been saying that for a little while that uh, when you put our crowd team that we put together um, and the situation of, of you know winning games and getting right through to the final it does create um, a, an empathy between all parties 
Um, you know, we all sort of trust each other at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, we're all sort of grieving in the sorrow of, yeah. you know, how unlucky can you be sort of thing. Um, but, you know, it happened to Newport County, didn't it? Remember, there was a couple yeah. of poor decisions in their game. Um, and, you know, what do you do? You know, you just have to brush yourself down in time and, and all come back and be as uh, excited about the season as we would have been if we were going into the league. Absolutely. Uh, because, actually, if you want a positive, the top half of the National League is just as good as probably the bottom half of the second division, as in the clubs yeah. and, and the big clubs. You know what I mean? There's some big clubs in our league now. Um, some, you know, maybe they should just call it a diff- call it different than non-league. You yeah. know what I mean? And then yeah. it might make a difference. But uh, anyway, with all we can get out of it, it's easy to say that right now. But uh, we've got a lot of work to do to make sure we've got a competitive group. And you had a, a, a good chat with um, with Clark, I guess, at some point, and he, he's put a, a message on the Talkie website, which is really positive, and and, yeah. and 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 has the fans back in him even more, I think. Yeah, well, they they, they should do because he's he's only done good yeah. for the club, yeah. you know. And uh, I've been there long enough now to know the ins and outs. Um, some people, you know, might want to go in a different direction or they think they're going in a different direction that's not true everybody's um trying to achieve what everybody wants you know and and the club have been very supportive during a very tough time to to make sure you know we, we looked after the players nobody can say we haven't looked after them um and you know uh club is a good supporter of our club from a slight distance yeah um whereas george obviously who is the you know he's the CEO and he <clears throat> makes all the decisions. Um, he you know he's uh, hands on absolutely, yeah. and he's got us through this COVID time, um, and he's got us through it safely. Um, and you know we we've all together got this club to within you know a, a whisker, a very, yeah. yeah, a whisker. Yeah, I was going to say same, but I might not have been able to say that. Yeah, within <laughs> a whisker of. Um, <laughs> Of getting into achieving our ambition, yeah, and that is still the ambition for next year. Absolutely. So, so looking forward. Then you've got a busy, you've got a busy period of talking to players, talking to staff, talking to clubs, all that business. Yeah. Well, well, are, are, you, are you are you looking to bring loan players in again as well? Yeah, um, you know, you're looking. I mean, you know, I've left messages with both clubs, uh, Bournemouth and uh, Plymouth thanking them for loaning yeah. us France yeah. and uh, Shez um, because, you know, they were stalwarts, played all season. They were, yeah. And definitely were talky, talky-fied from yeah. day one because that's their personality. So I have said, thank you for loaning them to us. I hope they do well. But if they're not in your team, <laughs> we'd be happy <laughs> to keep keep helping them with their progress. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I've left that like that. But those two in particular, as far as the loan's concerned, you know, we're with us all season yeah. and uh, we're, we're fantastic. So, um, yeah, we'd like to, as people, not just as footballers, you know, and I think they both feel that they've improved and, and grown up football-wise, um, you know, because of it. If you can't have those back, then two like that would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah they would. And, you know, often you, you don't get those until late on 
because people have only just started their pre-season. Yeah. We're starting our close season and they're starting their pre-season. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it'll be a little while before you know of any loans that might be available because all managers are keeping the squads together until they you know, decide who they're absolutely top 20 are or top 15 and outside of that then they might start loaning people well i think you only you only announced the loanies the day of the first game last season so well I, that's right exactly. yeah and that's it that's exactly how it is you'd love to get them all through pre-season but um well we might do this year because our our pre-seasons you know starts not long before the league starts no no so a lot of players will actually know their fate um as and when we, we get back on the 19th. Absolutely. Um, and then the fixture list is the next thing to look forward to. Yeah, um, you know, there's not going to be any different names, is there? Um, you know, other than Grimsby and Southend. Yeah. Um, so it's not something where if you got into the league, you know, oh, we got, you know, which league club and all that. But yeah. um, the excitement will build as and when we get nearer the time and whoever we're playing. We got to start well, you know. We got to be ready and embrace the league we're in. Um, Absolutely, because you can still enjoy it if you're winning football matches. Absolutely, and and you touched on it earlier on. When you look at when you look at the national league, it is it is for all intents and purposes a, a football league division, isn't it? Well, exactly. You know, you still got your massive clubs in there that are desperately trying to get out of the national league. Yeah. You know, and, uh, we saw four in the semis and and in the prelim. Of the playoffs, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's it's going to be big competition again. So we we got to be ready for it and up for it. Brilliant, Gary. Thank you very much. I'm so sorry it didn't work out, but um, no we problem. will go again, and uh, we'll all be behind you. Well done, mate. Thank Cheers, you. mate. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Rich. Bye. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to be proud about, isn't there, Rich? Yeah, um, there is. Uh, it's been an extraordinary season in more ways than one for for many reasons, hasn't it? Um, it's felt like a long season, even though it didn't start till the end of October. There's so yeah. many matches compressed in that. I mean, it's been an extraordinary 18 months, hasn't it? We all know mm. why. But for, for little old Torquay United, who can uh, generate such such uh, such noise mm. at places like uh, Ashton Gate, um, for, for everyone involved in the club, from, from the manager, the players, the staff there, the, the, the chairman, the everyone and the fans uh, at home and in the terraces when we've been yeah. able to be there it's been a roller coaster and that's 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 oh, a yeah. cliche I know but it has been well I mean if you look back at it I mean to charge so far clear at the top of the league as we did um, before Christmas and then the injuries kicked in and things started to come off the rails a little bit and yeah. Sutton started to play like a team possessed yeah uh, good luck to them, by the way, in the Football League. If we can't be up there with them, then we'll all be Sutton supporters in League Two next season, won't we? Yeah. You know, it's a bit of a fairy tale. Not sure about Hartlepool less, supporters. Perhaps slightly less so for reasons we that we'll probably We haven't mentioned their fans after the game yet, have we? No. It's a bit unpleasant. Yeah, well, I mean, let's do that now. I mean, they all came pouring onto the pitch at the end of the game. It is hard to contain yourself, but it was some of the behaviour, and some of the behaviour towards talky players I thought was out of order. Yeah. I can understand, in a way, waving your arms about to the away supporters, um, and you know that's just what football fans do. But uh, Benji Kimpioka particularly almost had to be restrained. I don't know what was said to him. I don't yeah. know who said what. Um, but you know he he doesn't look like a particularly volatile lad. But he was being held back. 
there's no way that fans encroaching onto the pitch should get that close to another team's players. No. And, and, and they would and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suggest for one minute that there, there aren't talky fans who wouldn't have gone onto the pitch Quite, if we'd yeah. won. Um, we, we know that probably would have happened. But there was fair warning that you shouldn't go on the pitch. Yeah. And um, it took a long time for them to get them off the pitch for the for for the the presentation to happen. Um, and it just wasn't that pleasant. No. Do, I, do a confession from me. I was already on the way back to the car when the pre- yeah. when the uh, presentation happened. I could yeah. hear it from outside. I just didn't really. I mean, with respect to Hartlepool, I didn't really have the stomach to wait and watch. I was. I. I. I don't think I watched it. I was. I had head down into the laptop, sending copy to the Western Morning News, etc. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, I didn't really want to watch it anyway. To be honest, I mean, you know, we can be accused of, of sour grapes, but um, I think at the end of the day. Uh, every neutral that I've read yeah. um, a lot of friends who aren't talky fans that I've talked to uh, through social media etc all thought talky were the better team on the day and that we should have won and that had the refereeing decisions been better on the day or had we had a different referee who saw situations a different way yeah. then you know we would have won and we wouldn't have had to have a, a a goal in the 94th minute by a Brazilian goalkeeper that was was watched more than a million times by by Monday, you know, to save us yeah. and take us into extra time. Let's, I mean, let's pick apart that piece by piece. What I'd like to do, first of all, to be honest, is talk about Matt Buse. Okay. Because um, poor Matt, we love him to bits. He's had probably the worst week of his life. I mean, it's... A, it keeps cropping up as Matt Buse missed a penalty. He didn't actually miss it. He was on target. I've been very careful to to write exactly. on target yeah. penalty saved yeah. rather than penalty miss. It's very easy and very lazy in some ways to just write a missed penalty when it wasn't a missed penalty. It was a penalty saved. I've watched it again a couple of times. He does hit it right down the middle almost. And, yeah. uh, and uh, the goalkeeper's save looked better on the day than it does on the video, I have to say. It kind of smashed into him more or less, and again on another day, inches inches dictate that that ball hit the crossbar and came out when it might have hit the crossbar, yeah. and, and bounced down and in. Um, I, you watch players walk up to take penalties, and you can only feel sorry for them. Um, you know, no one wants to be in that situation. No. We would all love to have been celebrating by then, um, and uh, you know, I must admit that I watched Matt Buse walk up and the. Thing that was going through my head was right this could be the last kick of his talkie united career and i don't fancy it but having said that i did that for every player who yeah. walked up that wasn't yeah. that wasn't um exclusive to matt, to matt Hughes. it was exclusive to all the players and of course the first two kicks uh the, of talkie players and of hartleyport players all four first penalties were were, were um were, were saved or missed yeah I mean, yeah, I mean, Billy Waters, poor old Billy slipped yeah. as he took the ball. That's, was that's it David probably... Beckham who did that once in a, in a big did, game? Yeah. yeah. I think Billy's penalty is still going up somewhere. It's yeah. still bouncing down the road to Hotwells. Uh, Danny Wright hitting the bar. You'd have put the deeds to your house on Danny Wright scoring yeah. that. Unbelievable. Um, You've got to wonder about Danny Wright's legs by that time. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the poor guy hadn't played for two and a half months. Played ninety minutes and then was asked to play one hundred and twenty yeah. minutes afterwards, and then take a penalty. And then take a penalty at thirty six years old. 
Let, let me drag you back to Matt Buse, though, because Matt is one of the players who has been released. Yeah. Um, in the retained list. Always a painful day, the retained list. Um, yeah, horrible. Never much fun in seeing a retained list. Gary announced it in the middle of a, an interview with um, with Dom on the Talk United website yesterday. Uh, Matt Buse is gone. Uh, I, I think we should be thanking Matt Buse for the service to the club. He's been... Gary Johnson's go-to guy when situations have got tricky. I mean, he came in a couple of seasons ago. He came from Taunton, didn't he? Yeah. And he was he played in a friendly, played in a couple of friendlies. Yeah. And Gary gave him one of those prove yourself deals, yeah. didn't he? Gave him a month to prove yourself, and he proved himself. Yeah. Got himself a deal, and ever since then he's been kind of in the best possible way on the fringes of the first team. He's been an unused sub. He's been a used sub. He had a long injury. He went out on loan as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. He went out Dorchester, on loan for a while. Yeah. yeah. But he's always been there and Gary will always turn to him, you know, when somebody needs to get on, fill a gap to sort of be the um, the foot soldier who gets thrown on. And that's exactly what happened to him um, in the playoff final. Yeah, and, and let's not forget during the period when we were really struggling for players, at some points we were down to a bare 16 yeah if if not even less uh, and we needed Matt Buse to, yeah. to be available and um, without going back and checking the records I think he started a couple of games at the start of the season yeah. as well yes he did yeah. um, when we were doing well so yeah. he wasn't only involved in making up the numbers when uh, we were struggling uh, yeah. with injuries um, and he has come on and and, and done, done things that, that have helped games and all I can say is just just hope you you get your career back on back on track elsewhere. I mean, there's, there, there, there's teams like Bath looking around for players, yeah. and um, I mean Bath play one one division below us, so so that that's not a bad place to go to. Um, he'd always be welcome back at Taunton, I should imagine, yeah. and I should imagine Tiverton or Truro would be sniffing around as well. Oh yeah, I mean, let's hope he carries on making. Some kind of living out of football because yeah. I think he's been a very very good servant for Torquay United. Absolutely. And, uh, sorry, I understand Gary's retained list, of course, but sorry to uh, sorry to see him go. Um, Lucas Covalan. Lucas Covalan. Let's talk about Lucas Covalan now. In the immediate aftermath of Sunday's game, actually no, let's talk about the goal because people will be picking this up in months to come. So let's talk about the goal. Ninety fourth minute or ninety fifth? I think it's ninety fourth minute, but yeah. Um, it was well, well into Gary time, wasn't it? Gary time. And we'd all turned around. Time. We turned around to Tomo and we all said, <clears throat> Gary time, as we yeah. went into injury time. The, the, um, the, the, he did go up for an earlier corner. He did. And, and Connor sent back. And sent him back. Yeah. 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 Um, but this one, of course, he went up for the corner. It was cleared. And it was a throw-in, wasn't it? But he'd stayed up. He'd stayed up. I mean, by that time, you know... He, you either score or if they go up the other end and score, then, then you know, you, they you do take what that the, risk. Um, and... that, that Czech Republic <clears throat> did to that poor Scottish yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah. Shouldn't mention that in this house. No, really. no. But uh, there we go. Um, right. that, uh, you're always going to want to try and get on the end of something, aren't you? Yeah. And uh, Decent header, though, wasn't it? It was a great header. It was... It was <laughs> yeah, Armani great Littles, goal. Armani Little swung the ball in. Um, Lucas Covalen got up just ahead of Sam Sherring, Asa Hall and the Hartlepool goalkeeper. Yeah, well, um, the, the Hartlepool goalkeeper was dodgy throughout the game. Um, now, Gary and Aaron and, and the coaches had, had worked this out beforehand. 
And that's why we scored three perfectly good headed goals. Yes. Because they knew that there was an area around six yards out mm-hmm. where if the goalie had to come out to get to it, because of his stature and because of the way he's played all season, he might not get there. So that's why the ball was yeah. going into that area. And that's why we scored, as I said again, those three perfectly good goals from headers from that area. Yeah. Because that was that was the plan. Yeah. Um now we can we, we, we can you know talk about the referee and, 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 and what he thought he saw and what, what oh, he, yeah. he interpreted. But um that was the plan. And the only one that was allowed was was, was Coverlands because the goalkeeper got absolutely nowhere near it. No. The previous two then, let's just backtrack a little bit then. Uh, Kyle Cameron, after seven minutes, which would yeah. have been a dream start. Which would have been what Gary was absolutely yeah. planning for, an early goal like that. And I, I mean, you and I, both we've watched this again and again. All our um, listeners have watched it again and again. I had the moment replayed for me with me playing the part of the Hartlepool defender and uh, Mr. Hayden Jones playing the part of uh, Kyle Cameron. Very good. I wish he'd recorded night. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where he gave me the slightest, not even a push. Kyle just had kind of had his hand against the player's yeah. chest. You spotted also Joe Lewis maybe have been you know touching another player. How do you how, how when the when you're in that situation in the box, it's unavoidable to touch yeah. the player that you're up against. And it, I mean, if you're going to disallow that goal, I mean, it's gone now. There's no point harping yeah. on about it. But if you, we, we will do anyway. <laughs> um, if you're going to disallow that goal, you have to disallow most goals that come from crosses. Yeah. Because, and some of them, you look at some of the replays of the, the goals in the um, European Championships, players are grabbing handfuls of each other's yep. shirts. They're yep. throwing each other on the ground. It's, it, was, it was baffling. And... Fair play, Talky didn't let it put them off, but you know that would have been the start that Gary and Aaron were looking for. Uh, Kyle, great header. Yeah. Um, and then he went and did it again in the yeah. second half, and I could I could see even less wrong with the second one. No, well, uh, anyone who's watched the video of the second one, there's no yeah. reason for it to be disallowed at all. Um, <laughs> what can you say? What can you say? I mean, the referee. I mean, referees do what they do, and they make mistakes, and it would be nice. As, I mean, Gary Johnson has asked the referee to come back to him and explain what he thought he saw. He hasn't as yet, and he won't because he doesn't have to. And, and But it would be nice, wouldn't it, if referees just once in a while looked at that and said, do you know what, lads, I got that one wrong. Yeah, but... It, it doesn't help. It doesn't give you the goal no. back, but at least, all right, fair enough. Gary yeah. said that he's, you know, an over-exaggeration, but he said he's asked the referees a thousand times yeah. uh, throughout yeah. his career for, for for feedback and never got it. So uh, he wasn't expecting it this time, but he was making his point. But it's so frustrating, isn't it? Because Torquay would have been, I mean, who knows what course the game would have taken. Hartlepool took the lead. Decent goal, well taken, turned inside the yeah. box. Left him a bit, we, we left him a bit too much room in the box. Yeah, neat turn and a finish off the other well, One of those two bar. strikers was always going to score. I went to Ashton Gate thinking that, that, that they were the most dangerous uh, two players on the, yeah. on the, on the yeah. field. Uh, we, we, we did a good job on Oates, actually. <laughs> Joe Lewis, by the way. When was man, the my man of the match. My man of oh, the yeah. match. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I, I maybe would have given it to Lucas, but Joe Lewis right behind him. And when was the last time you saw players actually 
grabbing each other's shirt fronts and squaring up to each other in the old-fashioned 1970s yeah. manner like Joe Lewis and uh, Reese Oates did. Yeah, and, and, and Oates eventually was, was subbed. I, I, yeah. I, th- I think he picked up a little injury, but, um, you know, he traipsed off. You could tell he didn't want to. It was it, it was his, it was his game. That, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, he's the one that's been scoring the goals in the playoffs with Armstrong. Now, Armstrong scored the goal against us, but... Um, they were the two danger men, uh, uh, and you know we, we dealt with them pretty well, apart from that one slip yeah. where we allowed Armstrong a bit too much space to turn and hit the ball in the box. I agree with you on Joe Lewis. I think that's probably not his very best game since he came to us, but certainly right up with one of them. And I thought Sam Shering went about his business quietly yeah. and efficiently. I can't remember him making many headlines on Sunday, but it was another great performance it by was, a, yeah. a very good young player. Indeed, and he'll go back to Bournemouth and, you know, yeah. be be playing pre-season, hoping to, to show his manager. I can't remember. Who's, not, who's Bournemouth manager now? It's not Eddie Howe. No, I was going to say. Um, oh, I can't Eddie, Eddie Howe is so ingrained in your yeah. head as Bournemouth manager that you, you wonder, wonder who he is. This is what the guys who do the cycling podcast, uh, Ned Bolting and David Miller, call floating facts. Yes. When they get yeah. halfway through their podcast and they say something and they really can't remember if it's true or not, or they forget a salient so fact. So we, we have a lily pond of facts. We absolutely <laughs> do. So people out there are screaming at us the name of the Bournemouth manager yeah. right now, but it won't come to me and it won't come to you. But I mean, both of the players that we've had on long-term loan this season will go back to their clubs, uh, hopefully as better players, but yeah. boy, are they prospects sharing and Randall, who I will talk about until the cows come. Yeah, out. I mean, let's face it, Randall has to has to be um, in contention for a, a first team place next season. Oh, Ryan Lowe so, at Plymouth, yeah. I remember his name. Yeah, uh, Ryan Lowe <laughs> at Plymouth has been talking up Randall all season. Yeah, you see, they, him and Gary seem to have got 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 themselves into a nice little uh, friendship, mm-hmm. um, which can only be good for us. Of course, we had a. Uh, Ryan Law as well, also on loan, yeah. uh, and I wouldn't be surprised to see um, another Argyle yeah, loanee yeah. turn up on the day yeah. of the first game. Uh, I did say say to that, they uh, uh, say to Gary about that, um, the fact that you know, will we have loanies? You know, we were expecting to see. And of course, you know, he was like, of course we will. Uh, and I said, but of course you won't tell us until the first game because you didn't do that last year. <laughs> um, he did point out that um, it might be before that this season because uh, by the time we play our first game, um, the Football League will, it will be two or three yeah. games in. So it might be a bit earlier than the first game. But then again, it might not. But then this is the way Gary plays the game and we love the way Gary plays the game. You know, I'd be quite happy to turn up and get a team sheet and find a name on it I didn't recognise exactly. and be asking around and hitting Wikipedia and what have you, trying to find out who this player is. That's fine by me. It's fine by us, isn't it? Gary also did say uh, to me this morning that um, if Shering and Randall can't get in the first team for those first couple of games, then we'll take them back immediately. Well, very, very <laughs> happily taken back. Um, we were talking about Lucas Kovalan and, of course, Lucas um, announced on... Monday or Tuesday, I think. I think it was yeah, late Monday or something, was. wasn't it? That he was off. He's off. I mean, he was. Um, he's been signed by Port Vale. It's a. It's a good move. You can understand why. Let's not remember. Let, let's not. Let's remember that Gary picked him up from from, you know, not proper yeah, non-league. Worthing. Yeah, Worthing. Yeah, he he'd yeah. come over. Uh, after well, I can't remember where he was playing before. Well, a very interesting start to his career, which. Um, 
there's a very very good little uh, documentary on YouTube which Vanarama did right where they came down and they spent a little while a couple of years ago they took Lucas around Torquay on a rainy day and right. did the tourist thing but Lucas talking about his early days playing in Brazil for Vasco da Gama and teams like that is really emotional because he left home very early he mm. was really struggling um, and you know he was on the phone to his mum telling him you know things were not going well he had a struggle in his early days he came across to play in Spain right played for a couple of teams in Spain in the lower leagues over there then came over I think to play for Whitehawk that's right yeah then Worthing yeah and then Gary Aaron and presumably Phil um picked him up I was I was gonna say we should mention Phil Osborne because um he obviously has done a very good job with with, mm. with Lucas yeah. and um Gary is it pains to point that out that yeah. that the goalkeeping coach is the reason that that Lucas has been moved or got his move to to, to League Two to Port Vale. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, he's a good player. He's a terrific. Player. He's a great athlete. You stand next to him. He's massive. Yeah. Um, and you know, we've got, you've got to wish him well. He'd be up there. Nathan Smith, I think, is still at Port Vale. Um, so there's another talky connection there. Yeah. Uh, he'll do well but the the, the meeting that uh, one of our listeners Stefan Lewis had with him in Liddles okay on Monday he was doing his shopping in Liddles like you do was he getting his goalkeeping clubs from the middle aisle <laughs> yeah he probably was <laughs> um, and, and as Adrian Sanders pointed out goalkeepers always go into Liddles because of the savings oh nice one Adrian um, but yeah they had quite a long chat um, and Lucas being Lucas being the, the affable bloke that he is chatted to him for quite a long time um, and was saying some very nice things about the Yellow Army, about the support that he's had here. I think he's one of those players who's been talky-fied. He's been, you know, he, he, he appreciates the vibe. He appreciates the atmosphere. But to, to be honest, would you swap the English Riviera on a day like this for the Potteries? I'm not sure about that. I yeah. don't think I would, but um, there we go. I mean, Stoke-on-Trent has its um, has its good points. It obviously. does. It um, does. But I'm not sure I'd swap. But there you go. We wish him well. Um Terrific goalkeeper. And, of course, uh, it's probably more about money, and that's no disrespect to Lucas. No. You know, he, he he may well have doubled his money, and uh, he's thirty. You know, he's not yeah. he's not uh, the youngest of goalkeepers, and he wants to play in the league. And and, yeah. and well done. Yeah. You, I mean, you can't stand in a player's way. It's like with Jamie Reid last season, isn't it? I mean, you you can throw everything you can at the player. Gary was very interested on the chat that he did with um, the Talkie website yesterday, talking <clears> about the vultures who come sniffing yes. around. Yeah. When, well, we've already seen some odd kind of links. Oh, yeah. There yeah. is there there is a journalist somewhere that's making stuff up. I'm not afraid yeah. to say that. Uh, whether they're as actually if, a proper journalist or whether they're just an internet journalist is a different thing. But Richard, as if journalists would make stuff up. Well, me and you wouldn't. That's <laughs> no, the point. No, that's true. That is true. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, just some of the room. I jotted some of them down to be honest. I mean, at the beginning of the week, Lucas Kovalan was go definitely going to Wigan Athletic or Exeter. Yeah. Um, Connor Lemonhaven's is on his way to Bristol Rovers or Exeter. Exeter seemed to be in for everybody. It's an easy link to make, isn't it? It is. Um, various other. I mean, to be honest, it doesn't. It's not helpful to go through the names because these players are still thinking about their contracts and what have you. But so many uh, of our players, Gary Warren's going to Gloucester. He's definitely going to Gloucester. But you know, it. So many of our players still haven't made their minds up. Uh, people speculating about people being interested in our players offers coming in from league clubs you'd have to expect other players to get offers because of the way some of them have played this season of course um, and 
you know, they are going to be tempted by league offers. We yeah. didn't go up, let's face it. And uh, every footballer is ambitious to play at the highest level he can. Yeah. And if, if someone comes along with a, with a decent offer... You know, you're going to be tempted. However much your heart is mm. is part of his last couple of seasons a Torquay heart, you're going to be tempted, and and yeah. we will lose a couple, and and it will be disappointing, and we will yeah. we will shed a little tear um, to see a couple go. Um, but Gary knows this. He's he's this is not not his first rodeo. We shall try and, <laughs> try and use that line every week. Let's use that every week. Um, <laughs> He knows this, and he's already got his irons in his in, in, in fires, and he's already talking to people. Yeah. Um, he will have had a, a list of targets that him and Aaron had been, and, and Pete uh, Johnson, his brother, had been putting together over the season, yeah. and they will be working through that list as we speak. A couple of interesting names have been mentioned um, in the search for a new goalkeeper. There's a lad called Adam Parks at Watford. Yeah. Um could be a loan possibility there. Who knows? This is all um, internet talk. And a, a goalkeeper called Marek Steck, who uh, has been released by Mansfield. He was at West Ham. He has one cap for the Czech Republic, and he's been released by Mansfield. Mm-hmm. He, he was at Yeovil, but not as far as I could see when Gary was there. The um, the goalkeeper inter- situation is interesting because we do have Sean McDonald, and, and, yeah. and he was happy to use Sean McDonald for large periods of this season and the last couple of seasons. I, th- I think eventually <clears throat> the, the goalkeeping order sorted itself out and, and Lucas was number one and, and Sean was number two. And then we had, we, of course, we've got... There's James Hammond on the on the periphery yeah, of things yeah. as well, if you're thinking he's, about goalkeepers. He's been up there quite recently, hasn't he, working with Phil Osborne and the keepers? Yeah, so, I mean, he, yeah. he, he played a couple or one game, was it? I think it might have been one or came on. Did he come on? He came on when Sean McDonald was sent off yeah. in Maidenhead. Yeah, it was Did a it was, it was a fleeting yeah. fleeting was. Uh, debut. Yeah. But um, you know, it depends. Uh, I I'd, I'd be reasonably happy with Sean McDonald as number one choice and oh, someone like yeah. James Hammond as number two. Having said that, um, you know, uh, Gary did say that he will be finding players that are as good as the players that leave. Mm. So if you think about it logically that way, then he needs to find another Lucas. Well, yeah, indeed. That might be easier said than done. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, Gary and and the team will... I mean, there's no summer break, is there, when you're in football management? They'll be talking to players. Gary said on the video again, he's got players coming round for tea, which I thought was a rather lovely image. Gary said Gary's probably baking a Victoria sponge even as we speak. Do you think Gary's ever made it to a Victoria Sponge? I like to think so. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. I like to think that, right. uh, that he's a Victoria Sponge man. I think Mrs. Johnson might be the Victoria <laughs> Sponge lady rather than that. But players coming round for tea to um, to discuss what uh, what might be uh, what might be available at Playmore next season. I don't think the club's done itself any damage with the way that it's carried itself this no. season. Clark Osborne um, came out with a very um, sort of. A message which underlined Gaming International's commitment yep. going ahead. Um, George Edwards was in the dressing room after the game very yep. quickly uh, just to give a message of support and appreciation. Um, I, I think the way the club's carried itself uh, during the last 18 months, when a lot of clubs have not been able to, uh, will have endeared them to a lot of people. Players... When Clark Osborne took over, there was a lot of doubt in fans' uh, minds, wasn't there, about... Mm. And of course, the, the the promise of a new stadium and all that business and worries about playing more. 
um, fueled all that. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, I was working with David at the time when that all happened, and we were getting emails and, and texts and phone calls galore from, from seriously worried Torquay fans when yeah. that all happened. Throw, throw it forward three or four years or whatever it is now, and um, the, 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 the message from the chairman that went on to the Torquay United website and then they tweeted, the tweets that, that followed that uh, were all positive from Torquay fans. Yeah. He's really won them over. Um, oh, yeah, I think so. You know. I mean, the, the new stadium thing won't go away, though. That still remains no. their ultimate goal, is to put Torquay in a new stadium, um, state-of-the-art stadium. Yeah. I mean, whether fans, how fans feel about that will probably resurface again before too long. He's put a lot of money in. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Serious, you know, money. serious money. Mm. Uh, we're lucky. Uh, it, it always worries you when that kind of money goes in about what if, if the person who's putting it in walks away happens. If they suddenly want it back. Yeah. 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 But Doesn't at the matter. moment, yeah. fingers crossed, touch wood, all that business, yeah. uh, it, it's looking okay. So let's put our trust in him, our faith in him, and, uh, and let's go for it again, which is what he was saying in yeah. that message. Oh, and it was a very apologetic message, wasn't it? He was yeah. saying sorry for this, sorry for that. Well, to be honest, not nothing that he was apologising for was really his fault. No, no, I think you're probably right. Um, yeah, I mean, looking ahead, then the fixtures come out on July the seventh. Yeah. So that's not a very really long way. Start quite it? late, don't we? I mean, we start we later start, than we have in the we'll last. Start on the twenty first. Well, not as late yeah. as uh, as the last season, but um, we we'd normally start the second weekend mm. of August, so we're probably a week or two weeks later yeah. than we would normally have have started. Um, again, that gives us a chance to pick up any lone players from teams that aren't playing their, 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 their periphery players straight away because the Football League starts earlier. Um, and it also... It'll be interesting to see um, how the friendlies shape up. I know yeah. there's there's been a few friendlies that have been cancelled. Tiverton was supposed to be on the 17th. Yeah. Um, or is it the 19th? I can't remember. But whatever date it was, uh, it was supposed to be. That's been cancelled. Well, there are seven friendlies and four of them are at Plainmore. Yeah, but we, Gary, don't know so the, the, we don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, so. You kind of assume that they'll start with a local league team, yeah. with a, a Stoke Gabriel or a darting well, team. Well, I think, I think, like I think Buckland have already said they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Torquay, or maybe I'm wrong. Um, I did see someone else... Until we know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speculate. No. But um, it's always good to get those friendlies in in the diary, though, isn't it? You know that the yeah. players are coming back before very long. There's not much of a summer break for them this year. No. Um, but maybe they'll welcome that. Maybe some of the players will uh, welcome that. Hopefully, Jake Andrews gets over that injury. If you yeah. haven't seen it, bear in mind that Facebook have got a content advisory slapped over it. Have they really? It is that bad. Oh. And, um, so, I mean, I haven't really looked into how it happened. Was it studs? I think it was. I think it was an accidental. And it was an accidental yeah. one, yeah, because there was there was no there was no, no. Uh, yellow card or anything for anyone. And Jake, Jake quite he, he he wanted to stay on, didn't he? he? Did. And that's why it yeah. took so long because yeah. I think they were trying to persuade him to come off. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the end, I, I I didn't see it there, but my mum and my wife now were, were mm. watching at home, and they yeah. they, they they said that uh, in the end, was it Asa Hall had to go to the bench and, and talk talk as an intermediary to actually yeah. get him off. I mean, he'd only been on for... Oh, he, he, yeah, that's right. And, he, you know, he's, he's obviously he's a wholehearted player. He wanted to play his part. The delay maybe gave Hartlepool a little bit of time it to draw killed, It killed extra time. Yeah. 
I think I think we went into extra time trying to win it. Hartlepool looked like they went into extra time trying to get to penalties. Yeah. There was a lot of, I mean, even even quite late, uh, early on in the second half of extra time, there was a lot of them dallying with the ball around the mm. around yeah. the, uh, the 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 safe areas. Um, reminded me of that game last night, Portugal France, when when once the Germany uh, game was over, and Portugal and France, but both knew they were through. Yeah. I think they just. Passed it to each other for the last five minutes. Right. It was hilarious. There was absolutely no determination to get the ball forward. What an extraordinary evening of football that was, where they yeah. went kind of to and fro. But uh, yeah, so hopefully Jake will be fit. Hopefully Jake um, recovers from that. Talkie have been very good at keeping injury. keeping lid on how long some contracts are. Yeah, but there will be some players, and I think Jake is probably one of them who who is still on contract. Although I may be completely wrong. Um, I should imagine Joe Lewis is probably still on. For another season, given mm-hmm. that he turned up halfway through this one, Connor Lemon Hay Evans, we think, is is probably on the contract. Uh, he got in the National League team of the season, by the way. Yeah, Congratulations there was confusion. was confusion for me because I thought the National League team of the season was last week, but that 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 yeah. was the that was the non-league paper team of uh, team of the season. So there are various. Yeah, there are various. We could do our own and it would just have Talk United players in it. We, to be we could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and possibly Mark Ellis. Yeah. Which squeeze it in? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we might squeeze right. Mark Ellis in. Ben Gering's gone to Bath, by the way. Did you see Ben that? Gering has gone to Bath. Yeah, I saw that. No, good move for Ben. Yeah, yeah. happy for Ben that he's there. And um, he could put a good word in for Matt Buse if yeah, Matt Buse is looking to get in there yeah. at Bath. And, you know, maybe one or two of the other players who are released. You've got to hope that they're all going to carry on playing in football. Indeed. Uh, shame for Liam Davis and Andrew Nelson, both of whom had their More seasons. for Liam Davis, Wrecked. obviously. Liam Davis is, 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 I mean, that's that's a big wrecked I mean, he's Liam, been at Playmore all this time. We, we yeah. see him there every every yeah. game, don't yeah. we? Um, such a shame. Couldn't be involved. Um, however, saying that, you know, we did, we, we did have good cover for that position throughout the whole season. Uh, Andrew Nelson, we never saw. I wouldn't rec- if Andrew Nelson walked into this room now. I don't think I would recognise. No, and I don't think he'd recognise Torquay if he got here because it's probably he was only probably down here down yeah. here for a short while. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's odd to think that he played twice in uh, pre-season friendlies. Yeah. Was taken off after a terrible take, challenge. Taken off for his own well-being yeah. after a terrible yeah. challenge. Yeah. yeah, And then was injured by the time the league yeah. started and never played. Um, have we ever had a, a a player that was considered possibly someone who was going to be first team choice throughout the season, spend a whole season with us, but we never see him? I, I don't think we have. Don't I? You know, it's just it's he was one of the kind of the marquee signings. It was him it? and yeah. it was him and Danny Wright, wasn't it? Yeah. It was supposed to be the the the, the two up front. Um, Owen and JJ have both been yeah. released. I think Gary. I think he. Especially at the moment, uh, while we're still coming out the other side of COVID, etc. Fingers crossed that that continues to decline rather than we have a third wave. Obviously, that would be a terrible thing. But um, I think at the moment, while there are a lack of second team chances for players yeah. like uh, yeah. JJ and Owen, I think Gary just wants them to go out and play football. Yeah. Now, yeah. should they shine at, let's say, Tiverton mm-hmm. or Buckland or or Taunton or, or even Bath maybe somewhere like that Dorchester then they're, they're, I'm sure the door I'm sure he's yeah. told them yeah. that the door is always open if, if they do enough to prove themselves um, and it's just an easier way so I think I think when I heard those names I thought oh that's a bit tough on them but I, actually I think there's yeah. more to it than just being released and, and, and forgotten about and I'm sorry to see Gary Warren go yeah he's been uh, uh, yeah. 
obviously he was really good in the dressing room. We all saw that interview when he wore the wig. Oh, that you enjoyed immensely. Brilliant. If you can still get at it, the teammates interview with Gary Warren is hilarious. Uh, intentionally so. He's a very very funny guy. He came in when he needed to come in and did some yeah. really good stuff. He was you know he was a decent player for us for a season yeah. and. Uh, I think people remember him fondly, yeah. and and whether he'll he I mean he's what is he thirty five? He may he he may go and play somewhere else. He may be doing his coaching badges. Yeah. He may end up working behind the scenes here yeah. or at Exeter or who knows. Absolutely. But, um, um, no, he he did well for us, and yeah, I'm sad to see him go. But um, like Gary said, he wants players in the squad mm. that are first team players. And by process of elimination, now we know the players who've been released, and we know the player so far who's um, who signed for another team. If all the rest of the squad are being offered new contracts, it means there's a future still at playing more for Olaf Kazella. Yeah. Which yeah. starting to become fans. a bit of an Ashley Yeoman situation, <laughs> isn't it? Well it is. And I had a horrible feeling it was going to end the way the Ashley Yeoman situation did with a I think I'm he's sorry, I think mate, he's probably got another two more seasons if we're talking Ashley Yeoman yeah, situation. That's but. true. But I mean <clears throat> it would be a delight to see Olaf we said this at this time last year to, to see Olaf establish himself in the squad he made a great impression when he came on a couple of times as a, a, yeah, a, yeah. as a sub uh, during the season um, one memorable cross um, I can't remember who it was against but no, I mean it was a volleyed cross we just, the we just side, need him to just yeah. pull yeah. it out a bit more just yeah. a tiny bit more but Gary went out of his way at that time when he was using him as a substitute to say he has got, you know, there's no doubt he has got a future here at Plainville. Yeah. And Gary's put his money where his mouth is here uh, for Olaf. And, and, you know, he's got another chance. And Louis Slough, who, yeah, I mean, unless, unless, they, unless they left the club earlier on in the season and they didn't tell us. Um, <laughs> well, that's not impossible. No, it's not. But no. We'll, we'll assume, until, we'll assume until they've been offered new contracts. Yeah. They've been offered new contracts. And we'll get a phone call this afternoon yeah, from, uh, from yeah. Plainville saying, you realise that... Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that is entirely possible. So there we are. Yeah. The season is over. It ended painfully. Another in, one. In, in a cold, drizzly midsummer's day. Yeah. Um Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? it? The was drive horrible. up was, was horrible. Shame to see, by the way, uh, that some damage was caused at the Robins pub. Was it? Um, right. It was. Um, that doesn't reflect well on Torquay. We always talk about the upbeat things, the things that do reflect well on Torquay, that did not. Um, you know, it's it's one. We apologies to the landlord for what happened there, but um, in general, it's been a fantastic season. Yeah, Torquay finished second <clears throat> in the league, took the playoffs way beyond the hundred and twentieth minute, um, and they've got every reason to be proud of themselves. Haven't yeah, they? absolutely. And bring on Southend and bring on Grimsby and let's see what you think of the non-national league. Just bring when, you, when you come on, bring because. Them on. Uh, 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 team, I mean, Grimsby to be fair have been down there recently Southend have never been down there when teams come down they 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 have a higher opinion of their chances than possibly yeah. they should do don't they I have a mission for you it's just occurred to me next time you're in Bonnie Scotland uh, next week next week <laughs> find out if we've been invited to take part in the Scottish League Cup oh right because okay. the the Scottish League Cup Last, certainly last season, maybe the season before, uh, they invited teams from the League of Wales, they invited teams from Northern Ireland, I believe, and there were two or three teams from the top of the National League. 
were there? Took part in the Scottish League I Cup. Now, I, the tra- I think the travelling yeah. may work against us. Be here. a bit of a, a trek. I think they probably choose teams from the north of England. Yeah. But I don't know what the, the qualification criteria are. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, let, we Find could, out should we us. put together a team? We could. Yeah. We could, yeah. We could, I thought walking football lads would be up for Yeah. Well, I'm off to fourth where the mighty fourth Wanderers play, so. Okay. Um, I shall see if anyone knows. See about what you that. can find out about yeah. the Scottish League Cup and we will report back. Yeah, indeed. Thanks for your time. Thanks for all your comments over the season. We'll carry on all because, the way because through of, the summer. Because of a family wedding, I'm in Scotland next week, so I won't be here, but. Uh, you, I, I shall improvise something. You're going to improvise? I'll improvise something for next week. A Blue Peter job. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is one we made earlier. Yeah. We'll think of something. Um, thanks for your time. It's been a great season. It has. And onwards and upwards. And, and, and let's, let's, let's be proud of what we've done this season and um, take that forward to next season. Just for old time's sake, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows.